The biggest event in bass fishing is coming up here in the Charlotte area, the Red Crest 2023 presented by Shore Lunch. It's the championship of the Bass Pro Tour, and we're going to talk a little bit about it here on the Carolina Outdoors. The winner has a shot at $300,000, mm. the top prize there on Lake Norman, and it's going to be an exciting time on Lake Norman at the uh, Expo Center, the Park Expo Center um, as well, and it's an exciting time here on the Carolina Outdoors. Welcome, everyone. I'm Bill Barty with Wes Lawson, and we're going to find out what's happening on our Carolina lakes, but also what it takes to win this tournament. $300,000, Bill. I think uh, we need to get a professional in here. Well, let's do that. This is one of the 40 in this angler field that's going to be on Lake Norman March 8 through 12. We're going to welcome him on from Blacksburg, South Carolina. So let's go ahead and call him a local boy, Andy Montgomery. Welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Hey guys, glad to uh, glad to join, and for sure, I consider myself a local. Well, and that might be a little bit of added pressure that we wanted to ask you about. Um, is that added pressure coming to home waters, so to speak, with friends, with family, with fans, and you know the lake? You won here in two thousand. Well, let's see, what was it? It's nine years ago. You won the Open on Lake Norman. Does that add pressure here uh, in twenty twenty three? Well, yeah. So I had a saying that that pressure is just manufactured in one's head. But I found out that I told myself a lie because <laughs> there is a lot of there is a lot of pressure um, that comes with it. I, I had no idea, really. Um, it's just a lot, a lot of pressure. A lot of people, you know, saying you're going to win, and 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 you know, we know how good them other guys are, and we know how if a pattern develops in front of any of the other 39 guys. They can exploit it just as fast as we can. So maybe a little bit of a home field advantage, but this group of guys are so good. When they show up, they feel like a local. Well, of course, Lake Norman is the largest man-made lake in North Carolina. Um, there have been plenty of tournaments on Norman, on Wiley. Wiley's a little bit more compact. I know you fished there a good bit but talk to us and our listeners about the strategy to win do you go to one place lake norman's so big do you go to one place um looking for a few big fish or do you go wherever you need to to catch any size fish yeah yeah so well there is a couple different things you can do to try to target the big fish but uh, that's a great question in, in my opinion so we're going to be fishing five days the guy that wins the tournament will fish five days in a row so the key is going to be managing pressure. You can't go back to the same place day in and day out and just continue to catch them. You're going to have to utilize the whole lake. You're going to have to move around. You're going to have to manage the pressure that you're personally putting on fish, and then you're going to have to, you know, kind of see what areas are getting pressure by other anglers and, and try to manage that. So Norman being a big lake is going to help. Only being 40 guys on the water is going to help. But, these guys have a tendency to find a lot of the same stuff, a lot of the stuff that's working, and and being able to manage that pressure over five days. Five days is a lot, and and that's probably the key to winning. Is just how do you? It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So how do you manage that pressure, and how do you win the marathon? Well, and of course, the Red Crest has a a, a setup where forty anglers start on March eighth and 9th, and you carry uh, your your pound total over. But then uh, the knockout round, March 10, 
weights are all zeroed out, the top 20 anglers will be fishing then and then so forth. Knockout round number two takes it down to 15 anglers on March 11th. And then March 12th, there's 10 people on the water competing for the win. So yeah. I, I I wanted to follow up with, with this idea of the, the pressure that the fish go through. So there's two – this is a great time – for sporting events, including fishing, racing is back in. Race teams get to attract days early. They practice. They get a feel for things. What sort of pre-event work is done so you and the rest of the field knows where to go, understands where fish may be, or are you just that good? You show up and you catch fish. <laughs> well, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but we do – we probably do more preparation for the championship. Obviously, there's a lot of money on the line. We have a 30-day cutoff before the event. Um, and before that cutoff, you know, you can spend as much time as you want to on the lake. Mm. And there was a lot of guys from all over came here. And, and they spent time out with their grass, learning where the brush piles was, and, and really not trying to learn what the fish were doing, but learning the lake where the structure was, brush piles, that type of thing. Um, different areas get watercolored. Then after the 30 days, we come back and we get two days of pre-fishing, two days of practicing. And that's when the guys kind of figure out, you know, what mood the fish are in, what stage they're in. And then we'll go into the event. And But this time of year, everything evolves. You know, it's like the trees blooming. You know, they, they, fish are constantly changing this time of year. So you got to stay on your toes and you got to change with them throughout the week um but that's the preparation we do there's a lot of preparation goes into an event like this especially from guys out of town so you've Coming gone you've gone through and, and, and you really found, go over the lake you found where all the habitat is where fish may move depending on the weather right now we have this warm wave coming um and then that gives you a better idea of where to go and then how to be rigged up on on game day yeah, yeah, correct. So you find all the, the habitat, and then, you know, on the two days of practice, you try to learn what habitat or what specific habitat the, the fish are using, and then, you know, you have an inventory, basically, of, of stuff that you've found all over the lake that you can run to and try to duplicate that pattern or that type of habitat. We've got the Red Crest 2023. We've got competitor Andy Montgomery from Blacksburg, South Carolina, one of the uh, top winning anglers on the circuit who's joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson, Bill Barty from Jesse Brown's Outdoors. And, Andy, I need to uh, stay in on that, uh, on that topic, on that subject. Another favorite, you are one of the favorites in the 2023 uh, tournament. Another favorite's a friend of yours, Brian Thrift, and – Ironically, he's a hometown boy mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. from Shelby, uh, just right across the Cherokee County line from you, Andy. Um, you are listed as one of the best casters to shore in the business, but you have said that Brian is one of the best offshore anglers. Um, second to none was your quote. What are you hoping for as you, as you all go head-to-head with the other 38? What are you hoping for in regards to weather with the strengths that you have versus other anglers' strengths? Yeah, so uh, as you said, it's been really warm, so that should have pushed the fish to bank. So it's setting up good for the bank guys to uh, to excel. we got a cold front coming in. Once fish move, most of the time they don't move back. So hopefully hopefully they will be 
um, you know, more bake oriented. There'll always be a few offshore, and, and Brian is is one of the best in the game offshore, no doubt. Me and him grew up uh, fishing Norman together. I've seen it firsthand, so um, that will play some. But there'll also be a lot of bank beating going on, casting, and you know, fishing the. Somebody asked me the other day, other day, how many docks are on Lake Norman? I'm scared to even guess. I'm scared to guess. I tried to look it up on the internet, dock permits, but, um, you know, docks will play, so casting will play for sure, too. So you'll probably see a little bit of both playing. It's just that time of year where, where things is changing and both are going on. Well, and and I know, you know, we in the Open, we talked about you winning the Open nine years ago. And then you and Brian and, and, you know, other anglers have fished Lake Norman, but a lot has changed, like the number of docks on Lake Norman. Is is that play a concern? And to Wes's question about your preparation, um, obviously you're studying docks and all of that sort of thing. Is it a whole new lake than it was 10 years ago? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 we're so busy with other stuff, you know, in the fishing world, in the fishing business that I just basically don't get time to fish at home. I just don't. And and when I fished that open um, nine years ago, that's really the last time I'd fished the lake a lot. Mm. And I fished a little tournament, a Special Olympics tournament with my nephew this year. And that's when I realized it was back in November that uh, I needed to get up there and do some homework. And, and a lot of the older, brushier, good docks are simply gone. You know, they've been replaced with pole docks. The lake... The lake is a lot more spotted bass now, and the lower end of the lake is is extremely clear, extremely clear, clearer than I've ever seen it. So, um, yeah, the lake has done some changes. Um, the lake has done some changes, and, you know, that's going to factor in. But uh, just like the out-of-towners, I was up there this winter trying to uh, re-familiarize myself uh, with the lake for sure. <laughs> Well, in this tournament, you're out of towners. We've got people coming from all across the southeast, California, Japan. It's a huge range of folks. But how often are you on the road from one one competition to the next? It's, it's so competition for me now. Where I'm at in my career, uh, I basically fish about eight or ten events a year, which translate into about a hundred days. But um, a lot of workouts out of that. When I was building my career, you know, one year I was going over 250 overnight days. That's how many days I was going on the road fishing. With, everything with, with a truck and trailer and all your gear, hither, yep. hither and yon. That's a lot of, lot of highway time and a lot of motels and taking care of gear at night and looking at your notes, right? Oh, yeah. It, it's a lot, but that's what you got to do to kind of build your career, so... Uh, again, heavily involved in the business side of the sport now, so that takes a tremendous amount of time. And you know, I just focus on the Bass Pro Tour, which is seven regular seasons. Then we have our championship, and we have a couple specialty events uh, to go along with that. So, with the business side of it, I'm probably going 150 days or so now. Um, not quite as much, which is nice. Which is nice. Sure. 150 days is a lot. At the time, I didn't have you know kids and all that, so. Uh, 150 days is a lot better. Yeah, that's like traveling with the Rolling Stones at the peak of their career when you're gone that much. When you're on the water in a competition, you obviously you've got the boat. How much other equipment do you have ready to go? I mean, I know I've seen pictures where it looks like six, eight, twelve rods rigged up ready 
What's that quiver look like for you first day out on the water? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. So every tournament varies, but I basically carry 65 rods and reels with me. Um, somewhere around 35 or so, we'll be in the boat. Uh, so, and tackle prep, you know, we got a, we're on the road and, and we fish 10 days in a row. So, you know, if we're catching them on a certain color bait, not all the time is that tackle store or bass pro shop close. You can run, get one. So, you know, if you're fishing 10 days in a row and you're using two packs a day, you've got to have 20 packs of this one certain color somewhere. So we carry a lot of stuff in our truck, you know, backups and, there's a ton of tackle preparation goes on. I, I've said that that you possibly could spend as much as three hours off the water preparing for every one hour you actually fish. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. When I started my professional career, I only owned seven rods and reels, and it took me seven Christmases and birthdays to get them, <laughs> <laughs> and and to involve into. You know, sometimes I kind of feel bad about it, but you know, I, I carry sixty-five rod and reel combos with me not all in the boat at the time 30 35 are in the boat but the rest are in the truck ready to go because we may you know we may need you know like you only need one nine iron when you're playing golf but if we're flipping and we're flipping three different baits we may need three exact rod and reel combos uh you know for that type of situation it'd be like a golfer having different golf balls to hit uh and he needs you know three different nine irons to hit them golf balls um that's kind of kind of the way it is so it's a lot a lot of tackle preparation but all these guys do it and all these guys just got the same same equipment i think you know perspective for folks there is um maybe five or six competitors have more tackle more rods reels and lures than almost any locally owned <laughs> family-owned fishing store not just an outdoor but fishing store and i bet at that competition in your trucks you probably have more than sponsorship stores that's a that's a tremendous amount of of gear to to acquire to maintain and then to know how to use as well as y'all do yeah i've never heard that analogy but you're spot on i've never you know probably like you said four or five guys is equivalent to the you know, the local tackle store, that's for sure. And like I said, we got to carry so much backup stuff because sometimes my truck don't come home, you know, for a month or so. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we carry a lot, a lot of tackle. We got like a man that works in the grading business. He can't go grading <laughs> without a skid steer or a bulldozer. you got to have it all. And We've got some gotta business. Have tools to do our job. Well, and this is a job that you're good at. Of course, Major League Fishing, the Red Crest 2023. We have got Andy Montgomery on the Carolina Outdoors. Two career wins, 39 top 10s, 53 top 20s, a winnings over $1.3 million. Andy, not to do that, but um, fans. You mentioned your family, but also fans are encouraged to come out to the takeoff ceremony at Blythe Landing Wednesday through Saturday. Um, that's the, uh, good night. What are those good dates? March 9th through the 11th, I guess, uh, Wednesday through Saturday at 7 a.m. Sunday, the 12th will be at 8 a.m. Andy, will your family come out there? I know Kinsley and Karen, or or will they, or Sharon, will they sneak out there? Uh, probably some, you know, Kinsley's still in school, so I doubt they'll be able to make it through the, uh, through the week, um, well, if we was out of town, Sharon would probably flew in, but you know she'll probably handle things at home. But they will definitely be, they'll definitely be at the expo. Um, 
for sure, mm-hmm. and probably it blasts off a few days. So the expo's where it's at. That's uh, the 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 takeoff's great. We hope a bunch of people come out there. It's a good way to meet all the guys and all the pros. But fortunately, last year I made it all the way to the championship round, so I didn't get to go into the expo. But I heard it was it was pretty good. TV's everywhere. It's kind of the old sports, you know, arena type environment where a lot of people are watching it together and a lot of cheering and jeering and all that good stuff going on. So the expo is, you know, if you want to come out, great deals and and it's going to be a good environment too. Yeah, and that we just need to say this too because it is free. The General Tower Outdoor Sports Expo, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, March 10 through 12th. It's free. It's open from 11 to 7 p.m. You'll be able to see the pros, meet the pros, uh, get autographs signed as well. And that is at the Park uh, Conference and Expo Center right off of Independence Boulevard. So it's a wonderful time to come out there and see Andy and 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 enjoy all of the vendors that are going to be on there. Um, Andy, I've got one more question, uh, or a couple of more anyway, but one more for sure, because Andy Montgomery is our guest. Andy, you, you graduated with a degree in engineering from Clemson University. Have any of your sponsored ha- had that awkward moment um, when they ask you to wear any garnet or black, <laughs> the color of the Gamecocks? Has that popped up any? And, and what do you say? Uh, you know, I ain't never thought about that, but General Tire is, is, is eerily close to that. Eerily close to that. And uh, I may have to bring that situation up to them guys. <laughs> but General Tire is one of their—they're uh, one of my locals. Well, I say local. They're one of my sponsors. Who actually their headquarters is pretty local to here yeah. around the Rock Hill area. So, um, and you mentioned free admission. That's just that's that's awesome. Thankful to General Tire for uh, making that happen for all the fans for sure. Um, not many sporting events you can go to and it be free. That's <laughs> that, the truth. That's the that's a fact. So, um, but yeah, I never thought about that. Now you got my wheels turning. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make a phone call and see if we can't get some <laughs> colors rearranged on this general tire. Stuff. I think you might be able to pull it off with uh, the success you've had. And I've got an answer for Kinsley too, because she can watch the action live starting at seven thirty in the morning. All five days of competition is going to be at majorleaguefishing.com and she can smuggle it into school on her app. Uh, the MLF, uh, app as well and keep up with what daddy's doing she can and i think she actually asked her teacher sometimes you know how's my daddy doing so because uh, <laughs> you know that's <laughs> what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> she's probably wanting a new toy i wonder if she's really worried about how daddy's doing or thinking about that uh that toy or or, or now they've graduated in the you know skateboards and all that stuff so um, I wonder what our motive is. I got to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> well, we got to catch up with you again. Thank you for staying on long with us, too. Andy Montgomery, we uh, look forward to seeing you down there at the Expo Center um, holding up a trophy, we hope. Oh, boy. That wouldn't that be nice, especially that check that goes with it. That, there that, you go. That Moving to a whole exactly different tax right. bracket. <laughs> uh, Andy, we'll see you out there March 8th through 12th, and uh, best of luck with all of it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. As we say goodbye to Andy Montgomery, we'll be back to wrap up the rest of the Carolina Outdoors right after this. <laughs> 